more known for his politics than his orthodox beliefs, Officer Brandon Tatum does a live stream where he denies the deity of Christ. And boy, is it bad. People get mad at me over it, and I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean, and then people don't do research. They don't look up the doctrine of the Trinity. They don't look up the foundation, the origin of it. Then they then they quote the scriptures, and they don't read the whole scripture. We're going to put on our theologian hats and talk about this here on All Things Theology. Cue my theme music. All Things Theology. All Things Theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God. Hallow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace. Welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology, where this is your host, K-Dub. And today, I want to talk about Brandon Tatum. I have reviewed content on Brandon Tatum in the past. His denial of the uh, deity of Christ. Uh, Brandon Tatum is more known for his politics. He's a former police officer who's delving in politics and conservatism. And he does good stuff in that arena. You know, a lot of good stuff. But whenever it comes to theology, man, it is a it is a mess. And he did a live stream and certain people were asking. It was just a random live stream. And someone sent it to me. Shout out to Pastor Trey, by the way. Um, and in this, he started talking about the Trinity, the deity of Christ. And uh, <laughs> it, it is bad, guys. It, it is real bad. We're going to play a large section of it. Guys, let me know if you want a part two, because it's it's bad. But I am concerned from a lot of conservative uh People from a, pol- a political standpoint who their theological views are, are unorthodox, heretical even. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at some of the things he said and give a response to these things, you know, graciously as I can. So let's let's get into this first clip. How did I hear about the divine name? So people are referring to the divine name as Yahweh and it's considered the Tetragrammaton in the in the Bible. You know, I'm not trying to make fun of him, but it's the Tetragrammaton, Tetragrammaton. Um, <laughs> he's got me messing it up. <laughs> but one of the things he does in this video is he he appeals a lot to himself as like, I've done a lot of research, almost as a, well, therefore you should believe him. Um, well, so have I. So, you know, so so has Anthony Rogers, who took him to task a few years ago. By the way, watch that discussion between the two of them. Um, didn't go well for Mr. Tatum here, but let's continue. Um, when it refers to four Hebrew letters that represent God's name. Um, and I found out about it when I started doing research and I started doing research on God's name and I started doing research about the Trinity and different things like that. And I found out what the Tetragrammaton was and then I was able to put all that together. If you look at your Bible in the Old Testament, the word Lord or God that's in all caps is actually the word Adonai, which is actually covering the word Yahweh which is God's given name that he gave to Moses. Yeah. So in the New Testament, one of the things they do to uh, show a, um, you know, a consistent like who is referring to Yahweh's put in Lord in all caps. They do this in the Old Testament as well. Well, the problem is you have a lot of Old Testament fulfillments of Yahweh referring to Jesus. Right. Let me just whet your appetite. You want your appetite? Wet? You, just, you want the word of God? Let me show you one instance where this is done. Okay. Uh, Matthew 12, Matthew chapter 12. Let's notice what this says. It says, now when they draw drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them Hmm. and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill. Notice this. This is prophecy. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet saying, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the the fowl of a beast of a burden. Right. And so. You may be asking, which prophet says this? Which prophet talks about the Lord, a day where the Lord is coming? Well, look no further than Zechariah himself. And if you actually read the full context of this, you can actually see that this is a passage about Yahweh himself coming to bring judgment. Interesting. But 
one interesting verse, right? And, and then you see in verse nine where this is uh, coming. Well, you read in the Old Testament it says, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. This is the Lord. Your king, the Lord is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey or on a colt, the fowl of a donkey, right? So clearly this is a fulfillment of Jesus. But the problem is for, for Officer Tatum here, <laughs> This is talking about Yahweh. This is God himself coming to the people. You know, there are passages like this that are, are problematic for people like Brandon Tatum. And so what we're going to do is we're going to continue on because he makes some more interesting statements, uh, particularly out directly just saying Jesus is not God. So let's get into it. Somebody said, did you find an answer you were looking for in regards to the Trinity conclusion? Is Jesus Lord or Son or of Jehovah? Uh, I, you know, I've done a lot of research on the doctrine of the Trinity. And, okay, shout out the guy with the hat. I appreciate this super chat. I don't like to get into arguments about the doctrine of the Trinity. I mean, a lot of people get so upset with, with my opinions on it. And I feel like it just turned people off and nobody want to listen to the explanation of how I come to my conclusion, but it is what it is. You know, I, I believe that Jesus is who he said he was. I believe every scripture in the Bible. Uh, some people say Jesus is God. I, I don't even know what that means, to be honest. <laughs> how can you deny the deity of Christ if you don't know what we mean by it? Uh, I thought that statement was very interesting, but it's he's going to go more into this. I hear when people say it, but when I read the Bible, that's not... Gee, you got to jump through a lot of hoops to get to that conclusion. And I, and I don't I don't really think it's necessary to be. I would argue you have to jump to a lot of conclusions not to see or jump to a lot of hoops to not see Jesus is God. And guys, I mean, I could literally spend a plethora of weeks, months diving into, uh, you know, Jesus being God. There's, I mean, one of the most clearest things in the Bible is that he is God. We're going to flesh some of this out the more we get into this. I don't want to spoil it. We're, we're just in the beginning of this. So let's let's keep it going. Honest. I think it's necessary to just listen to what Jesus said. And and, and that should be the end of it. I, people get mad at me over it. And I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean, and then people don't do research. They don't look up the doctrine of the Trinity. They don't look up the foundation, the origin of it. Then they, then they quote the scriptures and they don't read the whole scripture. I'm thinking, man, this sounds like a, a, a good pro, uh, projection, you know. Jesus said he was God in this scripture. And then you read it and you're like, well, he kind of they kind of denied what they accused him of. But so, yeah, uh, right right now, he just made, he, he, he when he's first getting into this, he's making a lot of, uh, you know, projections and things like that, saying, hey, it's 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 you guys who believe in the deity of Christ are the ones who are uh, jumping through hoops. Uh, you know, not reading the full context and, you know, inserting things into the text that aren't there. One, I'm just looking up something real quick. You know, I'm just, you know, me, I'm I'm listening. I'm, uh, you know, thinking of certain Bible verses. Yeah, because um, John, John, chapter 12, one one amazing text is John, chapter 12, uh, starting at verse 39 says, therefore, they could not believe for again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Notice what this Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory uh, and spoke of him. He's referring to Jesus. Um, some versions actually explicitly say Jesus glory. The question. The question to Mr. Tatum when did Isaiah see the glory of Jesus? Well, every time in the in the passage of Isaiah where we're told uh, Jesus saw glory is referring to to Yahweh is referring to God. Um, even in uh, Isaiah chapter six is, I think, the passage where uh, he's referring to where he clearly sees the glory of God. Matter of fact, he sees he, he that's what he says. The whole earth is full of his glory. Um, well, the angels say that. But um yeah, and the passage, the passage actually where he says um, he has blinded their eyes is referring back to Isaiah 6, where 
Isaiah sees the glory of God. So passages like this are very problematic for uh, Mr. Tatum here, where he says, oh, you know, they just insert all these things. They make all these leaps. This is very explicit. <laughs> Why would John quote that passage in Isaiah 6 and says he saw Jesus glory there? When that passage in Isaiah 6 is about Isaiah standing face to face with Yahweh. I mean, you go in that passage, Isaiah is like, I'm a man of unclean lips. I've I've seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Yeah, we're going to return back to that theme here in a second. But I just want to let you know, guys, don't fall for the bait when people say, oh, this is a, you know, it's not real clear. It's, you know, it's all, you know, uh, conjecture. There's arguments for both sides. Man, one of the most explicit things is Jesus is Yahweh. Again, we're going to we're going to keep going, hammering that point home, but. Let's see what he deals with the I am passage. Let's see what he deals with that. Hey, see, somebody said before Abraham was, I am <laughs> like, I don't want to do this tonight. But if your pastor is telling you that's proof text of the Trinity, your pastor needs to go back to seminary school and they're deceiving you and they're and, and I would think some of them are evil and what they're trying to convince you of. So notice this. Notice the assertion. If your pastor, if anybody's saying Jesus, you know, was God using the I am passages, even though that's clearly talk about the self-sufficient one. Anyways, he not only says they're wrong, they're actually evil. OK, OK, right. Notice this. It is evil to say Jesus is God. It's particularly using the I am passages. But <laughs> we're going to we've already seen how he's fallen flat on his face, right? A whole conjecture. Nowhere in the Bible is Jesus called God or nowhere is he alluded to God is all conjecture. I mean, I've, I guess I've, I've only been, what, <laughs> 10 minutes. I've already demonstrated, I believe, quite clearly. Uh, we're not done yet. You just do your research. Look at the context, context of the scripture before Abraham was. I am, you know, I'm not going to get into this. I'll just be real quick about it. If, if you look at it, ego of me is the is the word in the Greek. Ego of me. It's not unique. Multiple people use the word ego of me. Jesus used the word ego of me and in, in at least three or four other scriptures. Ego of me is not unique. What people are trying to make it unique to verify what the theological belief is. The Old Testament is very clear when he said to Moses, I am that I am. It wasn't ego of me. So it definitely wasn't a Greek word and it wasn't really an English word translation of I am. <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting, considering that the Old Testament is written in, in Hebrew. Of course, they weren't speaking Greek. <laughs> it was Hebrew. But the word the, the word that was spoken to um, Abraham is it is I be that I be I am that I am. It's, it's a term of self-sufficiency in um in the, but in the Septuagint, which is the uh, Greek translation of the Hebrew, the term is ego I me. So he's demonstrating he has no clue what he's talking about. To just to deny that even saying ego I me just shows that he has no clue what he's talking about. Jesus actually bears on the self-sufficient name of Yahweh from the Old Testament. Um, and when you read the text. Notice what Jesus is saying. He says, I told you that that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he you will die in your sins and so yeah it's Jesus is clearly talking about the one that he's God even from there he's saying you are far from below I am from above Jesus is clearly telling them preaching to them I am uh eternal I am self-sufficient and I mean by the end of the chapter they're they're, they're saying, you're committing blasphemy they they get Jesus's point. The Pharisees understand what Jesus is saying. Brandon Tatum doesn't, but the Pharisees understood his point. And by the time he gets down, he's saying, "Hey, and, and well, I'm not going to get to that because we're gonna, he's going to bring it up here in a second. But the point is, they want to kill him because they believe Jesus is saying he's Yahweh. Now, if Jesus isn't saying he's Yahweh, the because the very thing when they uh, accuse him of blasphemy, Jesus could have easily said, "Oh God, I'm not claiming to be Yahweh." I'm not blaspheming. Jesus didn't do that because the very point was he agreed with their uh, assertion. Now, obviously, he wasn't blaspheming because he actually is Yahweh. He is God. And so let's continue on here. It really wasn't. The Hebrew language is a lot 
deeper than the English language and it's impossible to interpret um Aya Asha Aya. Aya Asha Aya. I am So he actually promotes some kind of liberal uh subject postmodern well we we actually it's impossible to interpret it. It's it's he essentially argues we have no clue what it means. And so I am that I am, I be that I be, we we don't know what it means. No, we do know what it means. God himself bears his divine name to Moses. Jesus picks up on that. And, and, and I'm not saying just because Jesus says, ego I me. It's the context in which he does say it. Um, because, I mean, yeah, to say I am, I mean, someone asks you, hey, who, are you Chris? Yeah, I am. That doesn't mean you're saying you're God. But this is in the context of which he does say it, which demonstrates he is God. I mean, he's talking about, hey, I'm from I'm from above. Right. You're from below. He's 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 already telling them he's 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 uh his existence does not start with the incarnation. But prior to that, that I am, it really would be if you translate it properly, 120 English word translations or English word combinations, which they couldn't what translate in the Bible. He, this is this. What, what is he talking about? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Who are you? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. He's saying to to translate this, you have 120 like words. He has no clue what he's talking about. He's just making stuff up. Um, <laughs> this is what these are the kind of arguments you have to subject yourself to once you start to deny the clear the clear passages which call Jesus Yahweh, which call him God. The clear passages which Jesus takes on divine attributes that are about Yahweh alone in the New Testament. This is the kind of argumentation you have to. You guys think there's not really good argumentation for denying the deity of Christ because the English language didn't translate over. So that's why in your Bible, it's in bold caps and it says, I am that I am that that. Yes, because it's referring back to Yahweh. Now, you just said earlier when they all caps Lord, that's referring to Yahweh. <laughs> but when they do it for I am that I am, which was revealed to Moses, it's, it's supposed to be some untranslatable uh some passage this is strange wasn't what god had told moses but that's what he did so therefore him. when he say before abraham was i'm god <laughs> this is silly no one's saying i am that i am means god it's it's a divine name of god it's a divine attribute his self-existence his self-sufficiency uh re really that's what it re refers to his self-sufficiency um there's no he's no need no no lack etc um, not that it's literally translate, you know, ego, I mean, means literally the transliteration is I am God. That's, that's quite silly, but here you have these, uh, this, this is, this is supposed to be a deep thinker. You know, he's, this is the research he's done. <laughs> that's not what he said. What he, what, the reason why they want to kill him, because you gotta if, watch this, watch the reason why he says they want to kill Jesus. If you, if you know anything about the Hebrew tradition, their father, Abraham, Abraham is a big deal. Right. The prophets and Abraham and Moses, and they are a big deal in the Jewish faith. And if you are saying that you're greater than Abraham, you, you're nutty. You're, you're the nuttiest person. And they probably want to kill you for blasphemy. And that's what Jesus was saying is before Abraham, I am meaning before Abraham, I'm more significant than he is. <laughs> so I am that I am is not referring. It's untranslatable, but. I am that I am. He turns around after that and says, well, it just means he's greater than <laughs> he's more significant than uh, that's that's absurd and foolish. Although, yes, Jesus is greater. Uh, and that's not the blasphemy. It's not blasphemy to say you're greater than a prophet. It's blasphemy to call yourself Yahweh if you're not Yahweh. That's what they thought. Um, it's, it's not greater. It's, I mean, it's not a blasphemy for that. And so this foolish interpretation that he just he conjures up is actually not inconsistent with the text because uh, very little about it is about about Abraham. I mean, just one section here, um, you know, by the time they get to what uh, 58 is about uh, Abraham. But even all before that, matter of fact, they, they say he has a demon prior to that. They're 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 actually accusing him of blasphemy prior to when he talks about Abraham. So. <laughs> That that doesn't make any sense either. If you look at the context of the argument before, he had said that Abraham look forward to my day, and they go, "You're only thirty some years old. What do you? How are you saying that Abraham look forward to you? You you're a peasant." Ab Which shows 
Jesus is existed prior to the incarnation. That the Bible, Old Testament, was revealing itself about Jesus. God. I mean, the Bible is about the story of God. Uh, Abraham is our father. Who are you to say you're greater than Abraham? And Jesus had told him, he said that um, that he said something about death. He said, if you follow me, you'll see no death. Right. He was pretty much saying, if you follow me, you wouldn't you won't die. They didn't understand what he was saying. He was pretty much saying you'll have eternal life, which shows he's not just a mere man. Uh, Mr. Brandon Tatum, let me address you with some respect here. What man could say that they themselves give salvation? What man, what matter of fact, what created being could say that they themselves can be the dispenser of eternal life if they trust in them? Matter of fact, who, who would actually argue that they give something by trusting in them? What man could say, trust in me and I will give you this? I mean, I thought just trust or believe in God alone, uh, Mr. Tatum. See, these are the conundrums you have to, you know, wrestle your way out when you deny the deity of Christ. Um, you know, but they said, who are you to say that we won't die? And all of the prophets died, even Abraham, our father. So you're telling me that you're so powerful, you're so great that you can make us live and, and Abraham didn't live. God. <laughs> and Abraham is much greater than you. And so Jesus was explaining to him, I'm greater than Abraham. That's the end of the argument. Again, by the start of the argument, all the way in chapter uh, er earlier in the, the verse, he's claiming um, he, he's claiming to one to forgive sin. Um, he's claiming. Uh, to be the light of the world, which is uh, about <laughs> Yahweh is the light of the world. Um, I, I mean, my goodness, he's claiming to exist prior to the incarnation. So what Brandon Tatum does is he goes to the second ego, ego I mean, so it's, he's oh, it's just talking about he's greater. Well, all prior to that, there's a whole argument there that is presented that Brandon Tatum just ignores and, and he, he really doesn't deal with. And he does this a lot. I am the Lord. I am, you know. The Lord, yes. The Son of God. I am, you know, whatever you want to say. Now, <laughs> I sent this to a friend and they said, man, I want to know what's in that cigar he's smoking. Because the arguments used here, man, we we need to get him tested for a drug test because that's how bad the arguments are here. People like to mis misuse that scripture. And it's I just hate that it's, the it happens. But it does. They misuse that scripture and they try to make Jesus say something that he didn't. If you actually read above and I want whoever faith refined by fire, I want you to go up and I want you to read that entire scripture again. If you keep reading up above, he said, I don't come to glorify myself. Yeah, I don't come to glorify myself at all. Mm -hmm. This is what he's telling the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to glorify himself as God. And, and Abraham is greater than, I, you know, before Abraham was, I am. He just said before he didn't come to glorify himself. Then why would he glorify himself as God? You know, so if you put it in context, that's not a good proof text. <laughs> well, th that's asinine. He, he doesn't he doesn't even say that with Abraham. Again, Jesus in the incarnation humbles, humbles himself and veils himself. Again, there's nowhere anything about, well, he's not going to glorify himself here. And then he's going to do it in uh, 58. Again, he's. You want to talk about reading all the passages? That's exactly what he should do, because that is is a bad uh, reading of it. But we're not done. And if you know anything, if you've ever talked to a Unitarian, um, you already know the issue of John 17, 3 is going to come up. So you better have an answer. So let's get into it. Those to anybody that disagree with me about anything I say, listen to the argument for the Trinity. Listen to the argument against the Trinity Absolutely. and listen to the people argue with each other. And then you come up and see who's closely relying to the scripture. Yes, please do this because Brandon Tatum is definitely not a good representative or, or if you listen to what his arguments say, I mean, you, you probably wouldn't know anything about the Bible and would be convinced that what he's saying is just outlandish and, and they're bad argumentations. And if you think we've seen anything yet, we, we haven't. We're just getting started with the silliness. It's just what it is. You know, Jesus is the son of God. He said it a hundred thousand times. And that's one thing you have with um, people who deny the deity of Christ. Well, he says he's the son of God, so he can't be God if he's the son of God. Well, you can be two things at once. You could be the son of God. He's also Lord. 
Uh, he's the son of man. He's God. What 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 Unitarians all, often do is they'll go to one passage which calls him the son and then say, therefore, since he's the son, he can't be God. It's more of a philosophical argument rather than take all of what scripture says about Jesus and believe it. You know, I mean, we, again, we're going to get into some of those passages. Just, just hold on tight. But let's let's hear him out. And there's no there's no ambiguity, but and it doesn't hurt anything for him to be the son of God. You know, I could get, I could put a Bible out right now and show y'all a hundred times where Jesus is literally saying he's not the God, the father in heaven. Well, of course. See, so there's even some confusion on what Trinitarians are saying. No Trinitarian believes Jesus is God, the father. That would be modalism heresy. That would be oneness position. Right. And so he doesn't know what he's talking about, even with representing the Trinitarian position. Yes, Jesus is not the father. We've been adamant on denying that. But yet he is God. Right. They share in the one being three distinct persons. I mean, I mean, how, how much clearer do I do we have to get? I mean, we, I, I got the sign right there. Right. Come on. He called God the father, the only true God. He actually said, and I, I want somebody who ever disagree with me. Look at this scripture. If you have your Bible in front of you and I'm and I'm done. I want you to I want you to list, pull up John 17, three, That's John good. chapter 17, verse three. I want you to pull that up and I want you to read it and I want you to pray about it tonight. Jesus said in John 17, three, that this is eternal life. Mm -hmm. When Jesus say this is eternal life, meaning meaning the statement I'm about to make is work is eternal life for you. In John 17 and three, he said, this is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God and your son whom you have sent. It's like there's nothing wrong with it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, he actually does not actually explain the verse. He just reads it, assumes what he's saying previously was right. He actually doesn't actually explain the verse. So let me actually help you out. Uh, John 17, 3, it says, when Jesus has spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. So one thing we do see is Jesus isn't the father. He's looking up to heaven. He's praying to the father. He's addressing the father. So all the one is people, uh, you know, silly, right? Which he assumes that Trinitarians believe that. Anyway, anyways, he says, right, glorify your son that your son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And notice this. This is an important factor. This is eternal life. Jesus saying this is salvation that they know you. Right. That is the father, the only true God. And people get hung up there and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Here's a problem for people who don't believe Jesus is God. Jesus literally wraps up salvation in knowing the father and the son. You can't have salvation outside of knowing Jesus, whom they believe is some created being who is not God. So so are th ultimately what they hold to is that salvation is wrapped up in someone other than Yahweh as well. And so the, the reason why, he, I mean, so let's address the only true God part. What else is Jesus supposed to call the call the father? A false God? He's not an atheist. I mean, yes, the only true God. Now, they believe he's referring to the only person in the. That's that's not at all what's going on. I'm going to show them how that if they take this meaning here, then they're going to find themselves in real deep problems, uh, deep waters and other passages. Just stand by for a second. Notice what Jesus goes on to say. I glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you have given me to do. So Jesus was giving a particular assignment and work. I would argue this was before he came to earth, but I would argue even before creation. But notice what it says, verse five. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So a couple things to note in this passage, Jesus had a glory that he shared with the father prior to creation, which shows he was not created. He's eternal. Uh, this is a or at the very least, it was prior to the incarnation. And so Jesus shares the glory, the same glory, I would argue, as the father. What created being could say this, that I have the I possess. I possess the same glory. I share the glory with the father. No one else could say that. It would that would be blasphemous. 
Um, but I said I was going to show you a parallel which contradicts what he's trying. What many of these oneness people try to say or Unitarians try to say, well, it's the only true God. Well, here's where you're going to get yourself in some problem. Jude one, it says for certain pre people, <laughs> this is applicable too, have crept in unnoticed who long ago were destinated for condemnation. Ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. So 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 according to them, the only master, the only Lord is Jesus, not the father. See, now many of them would say, no, 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 that's it's not saying that. Well, OK, hold on. I'm going to say I'm going to hold you to your same interpretation of John 17, 3. But actually, let's go further in this Jude passage, because notice what it says. I want to remind you. Although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Now, full disclosure, some versions do say Lord, but we've already established from verse four that's Lord is Jesus Christ. So clearly this passage is referring to Jesus, which in the Old Testament tells us it was God who saved the people out of Egypt. Guys, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the deity of Christ. Uh, don't let anybody shake your ground on this issue, but we're going to keep going. OK, we're going to keep nailing this home. Thank you. know, I don't I don't think Jesus is, is is God in the sense that I'm thinking of God. Some some people may come up with some other idea of God. Now, watch this. And the, and the face says it all. Watch how he defines God. God to me is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Um, yes, that's Jesus. John one tells us Jesus is the creator of all things. He created all things. So according to his own definition, Jesus possesses only uh, attributes that God has. He's, he's about to dig himself in a big hole right here defining God. In the beginning in Genesis, God created and God did this and God said this and God of the Old Testament and God of Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Here Israel, the Lord thy God is one and God said this. Yeah, but problem you have is 1 Corinthians 8, 6. Paul expands on that includes Jesus in the Shema. You know how blasphemous that would be to include Jesus in the Shema if he wasn't actually God? My goodness. Yahweh said this and Yahweh said this to Yahweh's people and Yahweh said I'm alone and without me there's no salvation. And Yahweh yeah, there's no salvation other outside of the, anyone than the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, this guy is digging himself a hole here. He said this to the prophets and the whole Old Testament is Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. That's God to me. And then it says Yahweh had a son. <laughs> God so loved the world. Yahweh so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Yeah, me too. And, and I honestly believe this. I'm going to say this and people are going to unfollow me and it's fine. If you believe in the Trinity, you don't believe that. <laughs> this is silly. I believe Jesus is the son. Now, maybe we're defining son differently. I don't believe that's like a literal son, like a. Jesus literally came into being and the father had a baby or something. And that's Jesus. No, uh, that's not why Jesus called the son. Um, and so I, yeah, I believe Jesus is the son. I believe he's God. I mean, look at all the passes that we've gone through and guys, <laughs> this is nothing. I mean, it's only 30 minutes of this stuff. Man, some of y'all don't even believe in the Trinity the way it's actually presented. You believe in the theology of what you think the Trinity is. Watch this. Which I understand that. Most people that I tell and I explain the Trinity to, they're like, I don't believe that. Yeah, this is because it's called a straw man. <laughs> Hold on. You, you know, I got to do it. This is because you are presenting a. Do you want to build a straw man? A straw man. So, yes, just like you said, you know, hey, uh, the father, you know, Jesus and the father. Well, yeah, that's because we don't believe that. Now, again, now we're supposed to believe him because he's done all this research, you know. And so if you don't believe in the Trinity as Brandon Tatum defines it, it's because you don't actually believe in the Trinity. Do you want to build a straw man? I have to hit that one more time. I'm like, yeah, I know. It, because it's it, pastors have manipulated it so much that it's unrecognizable in the scripture. But, you know, I, anyway. So not only is the Trinity, you know, you know, if you believe in the Trinity evil, you don't even believe in the Trinity because we manipulated it again. If you thought this made any sense, it, it really doesn't. But uh, let's keep going on with these clips, guys. This, it, it only gets worse. Bible said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. I believe that when the Bible said Jesus died and he was resurrected on the third day, I believe he actually died. When when the Bible says that Jesus was tempted by the devil. 
I believe he was tempted. Because you cannot tempt the Lord thy God. That's impossible to tempt God. God cannot even sin. The Bible says that Jesus could have sinned, but he didn't. Now, where does the Bible say that? I've read through the Bible. The Bible never says Jesus could have sinned, yet he just didn't. I mean, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is impeccable. Jesus could not have sinned. <laughs> so where, where is the, look at his face. Where does the Bible say? Yes, I'm talking to you. Where does the Bible say Jesus Christ could have sinned? It does not. Now you've just inserted that into the text. And, and, and furthermore, if Jesus is not God, how did he not sin? How, how did Jesus not sin? Because the Bible tells me all men have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Guess what? If Jesus is a man, why does that not apply to him? Which shows he's greater. He's not just a mere man, my friend. <laughs> my goodness. I believe that. Some of y'all don't believe it. When Jesus said, no man know the day or the hour that the son of man will come back except the father in heaven. Y'all don't believe that. I believe that. Nope. I believe that. Jesus, I've already established Jesus, or I already said, Jesus in the incarnation veiled, veiled himself. But by the time you have his, his, uh, his, uh, you know, where he's appearing back to the apostles, you know, he's eating f food with them. You have Peter saying, you know, all things. So again, uh, context is important. So whenever someone wants to deny the deity of Christ, they always go to the incarnation to try to do so, where Jesus is veiling his glory, as Philippians 2 tells us. There was a veiling of his glory, though he shared equality with God. Who could say that? Brandon, who could say they share equality with God? God can. That proves Jesus is God. Y'all don't believe that. When Jesus said the father is greater than I, I believe him when he said it. Again, the incarnation. Trinitarian people don't believe that. <laughs> when Jesus said. I don't know. I mean, we go down a list. I mean, even when Peter said, okay, when, when Peter was talking to Jesus, he said, who do men say that I am? And and Peter, well, all the apostles were saying, all these, Elias, you know, you were a prophet or whatever. And then he asked Peter, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. I believe Peter when he said that because Peter was next to him. I wasn't. I wasn't there. So I just going off what Peter said. Oh, we want to go off what Peter said, huh? We want to go off what Peter said. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I was totally unprepared. Go to Second Peter two, uh, verse chapter one, start at verse eleven, because I'm going to show you an argument that many people try to uh, get around. Right? He wants to go with Peter. I love what Peter says. He says, "For in this way there will be richly provided to you." An entrance into the internal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, people don't have a problem necessarily affirming that passage where it says what it calls Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. It doesn't mess up their theology too much, even though I would argue it should. Because if Jesus, because the Bible tells us there's only one Savior, Isaiah tells us that. And so if Jesus is the Savior, I mean, that right there demonstrates he's God as well. We've already established Jesus is the only master and Lord. So it should cause them problems, but they don't recognize this. But when it explicitly calls him God in verse one, same grammar. Let's look at this. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, many people will say, well, no, it's just it's referring to God. And then Savior, Jesus Christ. But in the past, again, it's the same gr gr uh, grammatical formula in verse 11. So if you're going to not deny verse one, you got to deny verse 11. So we're going to believe Peter or not. Do you believe that? Tatum? You, you, I, I, Trinitarians don't believe it. Unitarians don't believe he's God and Savior. <laughs> so a lot of this bloviating going on but ignoring passages that deal with the issue at hand. One more clip, one more clip, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. And it, when, when, when Thomas met Jesus and realized... Watch this. We all know the passage, John 20, 28, where, where uh, Thomas sees the resurrected Lord, right? Come back, showing holes in his hands, saying, my Lord and my God. Very clear. Uh, Mercurios, right? 
Kai Kurios, or Theos, my Lord and my God. Watch what he does with that. That he had died for the sins. He saw the, the piercings in his hands and he said, my Lord and my God. All right. When people say Thomas called Jesus God, if you do the research, you realize he didn't. But even John, who wrote the scripture, <laughs> that's literally how he deals with the passage. And he goes to something else. The best answer you got from uh, <laughs> Mr. Brandon Tatum is if you do the research, you'll see he didn't call him my Lord and my God. That's exactly what Thomas called him. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, what are you talking jingle about? Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Who are you? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would you say that when that's exactly what Thomas did say? If you read right below that scripture, John wrote that many other miracles happened that wasn't recorded. These things were written so that you may know Jesus was the son of God. That's what it says in the Bible. And I want to I want to implore the people this. That's why the Bible says God is the head of Christ. Christ. Is so he he gets around John 20, 28 by saying, well, um, yeah, but after that, it calls him the son of God. <laughs> OK, well, in the first verse, it calls Jesus God in the beginning was God. Right. And the word was with God. It's that we already know the word became flesh. That's referring to Jesus. It calls him God. So uh, <laughs> he just ignores the verse. The very thing he said earlier where people just, you know, they ignore verses, they conjecture. He's actually projecting what he is doing. And he's about to go to, yeah, the Christ, you know, is the, is, uh, the father is the head of Christ. Well, yeah, Jesus in the incarnation, he submitted himself willingly, might I add, to the father. And so, yeah, there are roles in the Godhead, which, again, as a Trinitarian, I gladly accept. Head of the church, the man is the head of the household. I believe that. When the Bible says Jesus is the mediator between man and God, I believe that. Now, the issue of mediation is one that I actually believe pr pr proves Jesus is God because you mediate between parties that you share in. If Jesus is not a man, he cannot mediate for man. If Jesus is not God. He cannot mediate, right? As as the as God, right? And so actually the idea of mediation demonstrates clearly that Jesus shares between two parties. He's the God man. And so appealing to mediation will, you know, uh Jesus being the mediator between God and man actually proves my point. When Paul said to us, there is but one God, the Father, and one Lord, Jesus Christ. I believe when he said that when Paul opened, you want to talk about Paul now, eh? it's not like I came prepared for any of this. You know, I, you know, I'm not prepared for any of this today. Uh, Colossians two, nine, you know, just if you want to bring that up, uh, <laughs> right. What does the scripture say? What does the Bible say? We love the Bible around here it says for in him, referring to Jesus, the, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Jesus is fully God. He's fully man. My goodness. He's, he's saying, do you believe this? Brandon Tatum, do you believe the full deity of God dwells in Jesus? things we would like to know since you want to appeal to Paul you know hey I wouldn't have brought it up if you wouldn't have dealt with Paul right <laughs> all of his epistles every single one of him by glorifying the father in heaven and his son Jesus Christ I believe that I believe what he's saying and I mean we can go down a list I'll do a bible study on this one day yeah, please do oh and by the way this live is no more available because he deleted it the next day but, you know, I have my people working for me, so I got my hands on this. So, <laughs> you know, you can delete it if you want. But the Internet don't delete nothing. Uh, I'll do a Bible study on this one day so people can just understand biblical context, because many <laughs> context. of these people get on here and they go, it's three of one. And it's like, oh, OK, well, where do you get that at? If you go in and look at the Bible, you, you'll never see God saying that I'm three or uh, three and one, one in three. You never hear God say that anywhere in the Old Testament. No prophets, no nothing. Jesus never said God was three. Nobody ever mentioned that. So no one is actually arguing that the, the terminology of the uh, Trinity is there. Rather, the con concept of the Trinity. The Bible clearly shares this, that there is one God. 
Yet the Bible clearly says that the Father's God, Jesus is God, the Spirit is God. You have to you have to conceptualize, you have to demonstrate how what that means then if each member is called God. Clearly, clearly, Brandon, if you want to have a conversation, we can discuss this. Is Jesus God? That, that's that's an easy debate. Um, and so again, Trinity the Trinity is a biblical concept. No one's saying everything you know, later development of language is actually in the Bible. If that's the case, why believe the Bible? The Bible isn't in the Bible. You know, there's a lot of terms you use that are in the Bible. This is silly fundamentalism argumentation. For for, for modern day Christians to say that, it's it's bizarre to me. No one is saying Somebody that. said, if you see me, you've seen God. But the Bible says, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And then then yeah. it's another conundrum, right? Because if you see me, you see the Father then are you saying that he's the father <laughs> the fact that you're asking this question demonstrates you don't know what the trinity means jesus could say the fact that you've seen him you've seen the father is because they possess the same nature there's fundamentally and they share in the same essence in the being and so that's why he said not that they're the same person um and so the fact that he even asked this question demonstrates he, he has no clue what he's talking about respectfully if you're saying that jesus is the father then you don't believe in the trinity which demonstrate what should have told you that's not what they're saying um if you are saying so people say that the, that the baptism of jesus was with the trinity it's like <laughs> but then you got three gods right so if <laughs> If, if, if the bad I've never seen someone be so proud of their arrogance or ignorance. <laughs> no, you have three persons. Three person, three distinct persons, which we're clear on that share in the being of Yahweh. Um, again, this is no tritheism. They are unified. Jesus is a trinity. You have one being here. You have another being person. here. And you have another being. being descending person. on another person. being. You have three different beings that physically person. are separated from one another. Three distinct in persons. In centers of consciousness. And therefore, you run into a conundrum. And I think that There's people... There's no conundrum. These things have been addressed by Trinitarians. See, the fact that he, he doesn't even know the answer. See, one side actually listens to the other, while the other presents these poor arguments here. That's why a lot of scholars really don't try to use that one. But <laughs> As if he's read any of them. As if he's read any of the scholars. Yeah, I... I yeah, they have used this one. This does clearly demonstrate a Trinitarian position. It's, it's definitely not oneness. Let's get that out of the way. And it's not Unitarian because Jesus is Yahweh. Anyway. Some of that cigar. Have you ever wondered why the Trinity is not in the Bible? Why the word Trinity is not in the Bible? <laughs> you ever wonder why the word Bible isn't in the Bible? I mean, there's a lot of words not in the Bible, uh, you know, uh, that's a silly argumentation. Again, no one's arguing that the word term Trinity is in the Bible, but rather the concept. And so this these remember when you said listen to the Trinit Trinitarians and, and then the opposite or whatever position he holds to and listen to them and see who's actually handling the text better? Yeah. <laughs> you you're failing on your original premise there. Have you have you wondered have you, have anybody ever sat down one day and say I wonder why Jesus never just came out and said, I'm God. He just never said it. <laughs> why, why does every reference that people make is some subliminal, underhanded, confusing, maybe he's saying this, maybe he ain't kind of saying, trying to say this. When the, in the Old Testament, the father said he was God unequivocally a thousand times. Again, I presented numerous patches where prophecies of Yahweh are applied to Jesus. There's, you don't have to squint at this, use your third eye and look sideways. No, none of these. None of the passages I brought up. They're pretty clear. Again, I could have brought up numerous. I, I, I want to make this video three hours long, right? I have a video. Me and Rick Caldwell, we did a video on the Trinity. And one of the things we labored was to show the deity of Christ. Let me just real quick, just show you how Jesus shares in the attributes of God, of Yahweh. Yahweh alone possesses these attributes. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you these parallels and just quick Bible references. You jot them down yourself. Just replay this part and uh, jot them down. And sh uh, I'll show you the show you the parallels here. God in the Old Testament, Yahweh, the I am Exodus 314, Isaiah 48, 12. Well, you see the I am in John 858, the shepherd. Jesus, uh, Yahweh is this great shepherd. 
Psalm 23, 1. Well, Jesus claims to be the great shepherd. Uh, John 10, 11. The light. Psalm 27, 1. Jesus calls himself the light. John 8, 12. The rock. Psalm 18, 2. Jesus is the rock. Matthew 7, 24. The ruler of all. Isaiah 9, 6. Jesus is the ruler of all in Matthew 12, 28, 18. Judge of all nations in Joel 3, 12 is Yahweh. Uh, the judge of all, Jesus presents himself in John 5, 22. The bridegroom, Isaiah 62, 5, Hosea 2, 16. Uh, Jesus presents himself as the bridegroom in Matthew 25, 1. God's word never passes away in Isaiah 48. Jesus' words never pass away in Mark 13, 31. The sower, Jeremiah 31, 27. Jesus is the sower in Matthew 13, 3 through 9. The first and the last, Isaiah 48, 12. Jesus is the first and last in, Ma in Revelation 1, 17 through 18. Guys, there's numerous passages we could spend literally hours demonstrating that Jesus is God. He is Yahweh. Let me know, guys, if you would like me to continue this, if you want a part two, because I, I dealt with like 20, 20, 20, 25 minutes worth of material. I have more. if We just want to belabor the point. Just that Brandon Tatum doesn't know what he's talking about. He should stick to politics, conservative politics and and uh, leave the theology to people who actually believe the Bible as he claims we don't. And so hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, it's always encouraging to see the deity of Christ. I'll, I get excited about it. Right. And so hope you did, too. Hope you enjoyed this video. Till the next time. Grace and peace. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go on and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly lives, videos, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us. Also, if you would like to support this channel financially, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member or a YouTube member. Links are in the description below. You can see content before it drops. You can also have Q&A sessions with also other Patreon members, YouTube members as well. So if you like that, hit the description link in below.